0: Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. Now, I'd love any app that helps store owners make more money. Bold Apps Quantity Breaks is just one of those apps. So if you sell any item that customers sometimes buy more than one of, you really should be incentivizing them to do so. Bold Apps Quantity Breaks lets you add tiered pricing or bulk pricing easily to your products. It's got a little built-in widgets that even let customers see the savings right on the product and in the cart. If you want to try Quantity Breaks out for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines, and it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. From EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast, and I'm your host, Kurt Elster. So, you heard our, our wonderful Shopify Unite coverage, which is very exciting, one of our, our best, our most listened to weeks ever, like 7,000 downloads, something crazy. Um, we're going to crack a quarter million downloads, I'm really, really excited, could not have done it without you guys. Um, it's just, it, it's amazing, it's been a wild ride. But anyway, you know, continuing on that Unite coverage, I met with a lot of really interesting, bright people there. And that's where I have been picking up some wonderful guests, I was from Networking at Unite. And one of the first things I did was, was go to a, a VIP dinner there. And the gentleman sitting to my left at this dinner was none other than Carson McComas, the owner of Shopify Plus Agency FuelMade. And we got to talking pretty quickly about our mutual love of marketing automation, and specifically Clavio. Now, if you're not using Clavio, that's okay. Don't turn out. Hear me out here. Because a lot of marketing automation principles will work across several different platforms. That's just that i like and endorse Clavio. But Carson mentioned to me that they were having great success with Clavio to the point where they were pushing the limits of e-commerce email marketing automation. At which point, like I heard the needle scratch in my head, and I immediately knew I had to hear the rest of this conversation on the show so that you could benefit from it. And of course, I want to learn too. You know, I I do most of my learning through this podcast, truthfully. It's a great resource for me. Um so I emailed Carson right away and I said I said, right, hey, come on the show. Would, you know, give me, give me your, your great person. I want to hear this. And he replied, and I am quoting, he said, I'd love to have Lisa on with you. She's the bomb and knows email marketing and Clavio like a pro. She's generated some incredible return on investment for our clients like Beard Brand. I could not have wrote a better intro myself. So now I know Lisa heads up the email marketing department at FuelMade. I'm told she specializes in Clavio email marketing and she knows it like the back of her hand. I believe it. She has looked through hundreds of Clavio accounts helping clients add tens of thousands of dollars in automated monthly revenue by setting up their triggered marketing. Lisa, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Kurt, great intro, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, my pleasure. Um, so tell me, give me uh, briefly, give me your ClaviO your background. How did you get into this?
1: Sure, so about two years ago, a little bit more, I moved to LA and joined a three person team that was building an agency um, specialize in clavio. So that's really when I, I started uh, my special connection to Klaviyo. And since then I've been just needy in Klaviyo. So about about a year ago I joined FuelMade and I've been developing our our Clavio email marketing at FuelMade.
0: Very good. And during the and you've worked with some some big brands including uh, a a well known Shopify rock star who's been on the show before, once before uh, the beard brand guys. We're very cool. Tremendous business and probably them evangelizing their experience is really, um, contributed to the explosion of beard oil products, which is crazy to think about. Um, but aside from that, you know, so certainly you have street cred, but let's, let's dive into it. First, make the case for email marketing in general. Like I will play devil's advocate. You know, people go, "Oh, email marketing's dead. It's all about social media." Help me, help me make the case for email marketing. Sure, that
1: shouldn't be too hard. Uh, so, a lot, a lot of stores that I, I start a conversation with don't have any email marketing in place. But the most important thing, they don't even have a lead capture in place. So they have no way of even starting a conversation with leads who come through their store. And I know, I know, Kurt, you know about this, but it is so important to capture all of these, all of this um, traffic that you're spending money on to get to your store. And that is not going to convert about, about 98% of visitors are not going to convert on a first purchase because you need to, you need to have the opportunity to start up a conversation with these people before they leave your store.
0: Yeah. Let's say I've got, mm -hmm. so yeah, as an example, let's say I've got the most optimized store in the world. I've got a, I have some clients with really optimized stores. They do five percent conversion rate. That's amazing. (laughs) That means for every hundred people that go to that store, ninety-five of them don't buy anything. They just show up and bounce. Whereas email marketing lets you, you know, turn anonymous visitors are more or less useless to you. Email marketing is going to let you provide value to them, start building a relationship with them, stay top of mind, and lots of other fun things we will learn about. Um, But you know, the it's and if you think email marketing is dead compared to social media. Well, A, they're not mutually exclusive. You could do both. You could certainly do both. And think about how many times a day you check your email. Unless you are unbelievably disciplined, you are probably checking it 10 times a day. That's just the nature of, of who we are as a, as a culture now. So don't discount email marketing. I love it. So, all right. How do you, now we've made the case for it. I believe in it. How do you, what do you do first? How do we start this conversation?
1: So yeah, it's all about the conversation. So you want to start by thinking of who you're talking to. And as I said already, the the first thing you want to do is having lead capture in place. And before even thinking about writing an email and sitting down to to write content, you want to take a step back and think of who is your ideal customer. And that's going to, that's the way we do it. And I definitely recommend doing it is having a picture of your ideal customer in your head to think of what is the offer that is going to get them so excited that they will not even think twice about giving you their email address that is that is step one that's coming up with a great offer
0: so we're and before mm -hmm. we've even come up with we've even touched email marketing really we're thinking about the lead magnet which i'd like to think of the lead magnet as like all right before the, the email marketing at that point, you, if you think of it as like human to human as dating, you have already got there. By that point, you have gotten the digits. You are now entering the beginning stages of dating here with this customer. Before even then, you need a good pickup line and that's your lead magnet. So the first thing you think about is your lead magnet, but something that makes sense that is valuable to the customer right? Right,
1: exactly. And it's going to vary. It's going to vary a lot from one store to another. You mentioned beard brand, for example. In beard brand's case, we are giving away information. It's all education-based, and it is working extremely well. We were able to 4X their lead capture rate by just giving away 10 tips on how to grow a beard.
0: And you do that as so like, like a PDF or an email course?
1: It's an email. It's actually just one email that oh, okay. feeds... Yeah, it's one email with 10 tips, and then it's the beginning of a sort of boot camp, a beard brand boot camp. Okay. So I had the opportunity... Sorry, go for it.
0: No, so I I love this idea. Um, This is like the the first chapter of my book, E-commerce Boot Camp... We talk about, and you can get the free sample for free if you guys want it, ecommerce-bootcamp.com. Um, we talk about sales through education or, for lack of a better term, seducation. And that's exactly what you just described. You're not giving away a coupon. You're not giving away free product or sample. You're just flat out providing people. You're giving away value by educating them.
1: Exactly. And in some cases, in some cases, giving away a discount, giving away a product is going to be the most relevant offer. But in others, it isn't. Um, it's, it's, it's all about thinking you're the person that you're starting the conversation with. And in Beardbrand's case, we're talking to customers who are obsessed with their beard. They want to learn everything about it. It makes sense to grab them with this education based marketing. So we do that and then we feed them into, um, a welcome sequence. This welcome sequence is the continuation of the conversation. We're very, we're gradually taking the new visitor through a journey of learning about their beard. We're telling them everything they're wondering about their beard already. And at the same time, we're taking this subtle opportunity to tell them about beard brand products because, well, how to take good care of your beard. You might want to check this out as well, but we're not making it all about the product. We're making it about value, about what the customer is interested in. Does that make sense?
0: No, absolutely. So, yeah, you lead. If I, no one wants to be sold to. Like, I just, I don't want to listen to a sales pitch. I don't want to hear about your timeshare. You know, I just want, I want, I want value. I want you to give me a better life. And as a man with a a moderate, mild beard, if you give me some tips on, hey, how the, what, what the heck do I do with this thing so it doesn't look scraggly and gross? And honest to God, it's a thing you have to learn. I found like, I did not figure out how to properly shape and shave my beard until, uh, this year when I saw a video from another, another beard Shopify store, Beard King, um, sells a different product. Um, Mm -hmm. but they, yeah, like it, honestly, it sounds silly, but when you think about it now, like I learned that and now almost every time I trim my beard, I think about that piece of content and I think about Beard King. So this connection has been made where i like i can't help but think about this shopify store and their product every sunday when i'm trimming my beard in the mirror and that you're doing the same thing
1: exactly and we're we're also training customers to expect high value from these emails they're going to start loving to open these emails because they just know that it's going to be full of exactly what they want to learn about and and the beauty about this this journey this welcome sequence bootcamp is that we're gradually taking them to a point where they're going to be dying to buy from Beard Brand. And I like if, if they haven't bought by the end of, it's a five-day bootcamp, if they haven't bought by the end, well, we're actually telling them, here's a free gift because you deserve it. You have made it through the bootcamp. Get this gift to become part of the club officially. Hmm. So there's all, yep, yeah, there's all this psychology that goes into it. Uh, we're obviously using elements of scarcity, we're using customer reviews, so social, social, proof. Um, exactly social proof. All of that packaged so we, in a way that looks like it's all about the customer.
0: Right. So as long as you're you're providing them more value than you're asking for, it no longer feels sleazy. It doesn't feel like a sales pitch, and you could still slide in those elements, of uh, you know that act as, as psychological triggers to sales, like scarcity, urgency, um, and social proof. Without feel it, you don't have to feel guilty about it. And it ultimately, like, if you believe in your product, you shouldn't feel guilty about trying to sell it to people. You know, I, I've seen that. But if you're confident, if you believe in it, it's probably your duty to educate people about why they may want your product in their life. Um, okay, so some some neat, really basic tips here. Uh, how do I come come up with a lead magnet idea? Like that. That's it. Implementing a lead magnet, not. Not terribly tough technically. The hardest part is coming up with the idea. What are Mm -hmm. are, do you have some like go-to formats, ideas, or methods for for brainstorming these things?
1: Yeah, so there there are three typical ways to go. So either education based or discount-based or product offered. And before even thinking about that, I what I typically do is I again I take a step back and I think of who I'm speaking to, what is going to be the key offer that is going to get them to tick. And for example, I have a, another cli- another client where they were offering 10% off. They their audience are gamers. They are they sell custom gaming accessories. And their offer was 10% off. We switched that over to giving away a card, a token that is worth $1 in the store that probably costs about 10 cents to make. We just about 10x their capture rate. Hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Much, much higher dollar value with the 10% off, but so much more exciting to think of the token. So I like to go as much as possible. I like to think of something tangible. So think of something in your store that's tangible, either education or a product. And imagine your customer seeing that and using it. Is that going to be exciting to them? That's really where I like to start uh, when coming up with these offers. I like so, it. Mm-hmm. Ten- the more tangible the better, typically. But again, if uh, I have another client who is a medical supply company, and in their case, 10% on- off was right on. So it you have to think of your audience, you have to think of what, where they're coming from.
0: And even if you don't think about Yeah, even if you're like, I really don't know. If you go, I really don't know what they want. Just experiment. It is not hard to change these things and switch them up and try them. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, offering probably like the the most the most basic, the go to. You don't have to think about it too hard. It's just, hey, here's a 10% off coupon for signing up. Right. That Mm -hmm. one's easy. Exactly. Yeah. And like I, you don't even need our marketing automation to do that one. You just stick the coupon code in your welcome email, whatever it is, regardless of platform. So there you go. It's like these are all tips that are that work independently of Clavio. You can do them on Clavio. I wish you would, but you don't have to. Um, the, uh, what else? Oh my gosh. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. talking about the d- different lead magnets that work. Yeah. I lo- the educate, like then from there, you know, you don't, you could combine that with education. You could follow up with an email course. I love email courses just because you're staying, you're in their inbox every day for a week or like in your case, the beard brand boot camp, which has a nice alliteration to it. Um, but it has, you know, it helps keep you top of mind. It gets you in their inbox every week. And I love what you said. Hey, you train them to expect value. So that's how you keep those open rates up. As long as that first email delivers on the promise of the lead magnet, and it better deliver on the promise of that opt-in form and then some, then people go, okay, these are providing me value. They're going to see them, and they're going to be willing to keep opening them. And that's what's going to help keep keep open rates up naturally. Uh, which, great tip. And then... The other one, uh, format I, we have recently seen work well, um, is, is a regular givey, giveaway. I think it was like a monthly or weekly giveaway, but we did it on, uh, Jay Leno's store, lenosgarage.com. So that one worked pretty well. We haven't tried anything else. So like, there's no comparison. Um, but all right. So my next question on these lead magnets, and we haven't even gotten into marketing automation. we <laughs> mostly just talking about lead, the opt-in form, the lead <laughs> magnet and what you give them. Okay. Uh-huh. We'll move on. One last question. How should I set up the opt-in form? Like I I've seen them in the footer, I've seen them as exit intent as pop-up uh on Leno store we do it as a promo bar and a landing page. Like there's there's five at least five different ways I could format a lead magnet. Uh you can even do Facebook lead ads. What's the right way or is it all of them? I mean what do I do?
1: <laughs> well, uh the same answer that goes for all of this. There's no one right way. Right. It depends uh, is the right answer. It depends, right. So for most cases we like to go with an exit intent pop-up those are very they're great because they don't interrupt the flow of your customers so someone comes to your store they intend to buy you really do not want to be throwing a pop-up in their face first of all it's disrespectful (laughs) they're they're here they're trying to get something done second of all you're giving away margin if you're giving away a discount and someone comes to your store with the intention to buy you do not need to be sending them this discount code so that's why i definitely lean on the side of exit intent pop-ups um, now in beard brand's case we didn't do that instead we want to go less even less aggressive and have a hello bar type banner at the top so there it depends you know beard brand has a very specific um communication way of communicating. They did not want to do a, a pop-up. Fine. A banner works fine as well. Um, the conversion rate are similar. So it's it's going to depend on how aggressive you want to go. If you want to go all out, then you could also go you could go for a, a mat, a type of sumo mat. Oh, um, I hate those
0: things.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my problem with those is that they tend to trigger every single time you go to the store. Uh, they don't give you time to breathe. So I wouldn't necessarily
0: recommend it, but it does
1: work wonders in some cases. So,
0: so I I agree with you. I love the exit intent. It's a, it is the safe, polite way to do it. And it like if someone's just on the site to shop, they're not going to see. They're never going to see your exit intent pop up form. But if they're there, mm-hmm. they browsed and then they're leaving. Okay, as a safety net, we have our last ditch. Hey, let me give you something for free, please, and just give. All you got to do is give me your email address, which is way harder mm-hmm. than it sounds. People don't want to give up their email address. I don't blame them. So you need to be providing something of value. Uh, exactly. With and accident, you know what's? Well, go ahead.
1: You know what's crazy with those exit intent is that um, they're capturing customers who are leaving the store, and we are still able with the welcome sequence to convert them at about eight to ten percent. So that is
0: oh. huge. Yeah, you're right. So in theory, you're capturing the least engaged segment of the audience and still converting one out of 10 of them, which is just awesome. Um, exactly. I love it. The, okay. Then my last question on exit intent pop-ups. They work on desktop. What do you do on mobile? Cause there, there's no mouse. I mean, the exit intent pop-ups just watching for the mouse to go toward the tab, right? On mobile, exactly. we didn't they're touch devices. There's no, there's, there's, uh-huh. there's no <laughs> mouse. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a problem. Uh, but the way we go around
1: it is, and we we trigger the pop up with scrolling. So one way of knowing that someone is exiting the page on on mo- mobile is that they're scrolling quickly towards the top, and th- so that's one way of of knowing that they're leaving. Another alternative is just to turn it into a timed pop up. Okay. Uh, depending on the audience and.
0: Yeah, I've and, typically yeah. done it as. Um, I use OptiMonk. You can use OptiMonk just to know mm-hmm. whatever to do your your pop-up forms. Um, or if you're fancy and have a front-end developer, there's a free open source JavaScript called WeBounce, O-U-I-Bounce, um, that I like. But uh, yeah. yeah, on mobile... I was just doing the timer, I did not know about the scrolling trick, that's very clever, I have to explore that. Yes,
1: we have our own, we build our own custom pop-ups just so we have all that flexibility, and one one last tip about pop-ups, and this is again something that we're able to do because we build them in-house, but we, I love building the pop-up in a three-step manner, so, and this all comes back to value, value, value first. On our pop ups, we do not even show you the email field on the first screen. It's only a question. So, for example, when we're asking for, when we're giving away those token cards, the first screen that's going to show up is which one of these two token cards would you like for free? There's nothing indicating that you're going to have to do anything. It's all value. And then once you've made, once the, the, Reader has made that micro commitment of picking one of the two cards. The chances of them going, going forward with giving away their email address are increased. It this is a psychological, psychological um, triggers that we use in this in this
0: setup. I love it. So another another little tip there. Yeah, you look for it is rather than ask for hey buy my stuff, give me your credit card details. That's a huge ask. You go with. A series of micro commitments that helps you build that relationship and build trust. Uh, so the simplest one is, "Hey, did you want this free thing?" Well, the, okay, yeah. The answer is yes, I do. Okay. I mean, like you <laughs> step them through it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a And once idea. they've
1: said that, then it's they're going to want to th- follow through.
0: Can you sh- can you share with us the the store that uses the the coin thing, this three step process?
1: Oh sure, um, Inked Gaming. We actually also use that on on Beardrand.
0: Okay, cool. Because um, I'm gonna include all of these in the show notes so people could check it out. Um, so I'm sorry if your opt-in rates go up and your pri- your conversion rates. go down. And conversions. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, At least we're aware. So if you check these out, please go go just buy something small so it has. Yeah, conversion. I was gonna say these products are amazing. You're yeah. gonna love them. <laughs> um, okay, so in this sense, you have you've gotten into one of the early, one of the nice tenants about email marketing automation. You are only showing the sequence to a particular kind of person. You're not just blasting the same message to everyone all the time. This is segmentation. Talk to me about segmentation.
1: Yeah. So the the basic uh, segmentation that you must put in place is what we just talked about with welcome sequence. So this is someone who comes to your store. They're not buying. You put them through this welcome sequence. Then on top of that, abandoned carts. So this is someone who went as far as putting a product in their cart but didn't buy. So that's another sequence. And then on top of that is the post-purchase sequence. So those are really the, the core foundation of automation. Uh, post-purchase, abandoned cart, welcome sequences. All
0: right. So if you can,
1: go ahead. Go for it. No, no, go for it.
0: Uh, all right. So I love the, the welcome sequence is clever. And... Each segment, each sequence has a goal. The sequence is to take these very fairly cold prospects and turn them into customers through a a longer effort in high touch engagement process that's totally automated, which is very cool. So that's our first one. That's with our exit and pop up cart abandonment. They added to cart and left the store. So now we're going to we're going to follow up with them. I have a format I follow that I like. What is yours? I will I will share mine. I'll show you mine if you show me yours.
1: Okay, sounds good. Well, mine is typically uh, built with four emails. I like to go with four emails sent about across five, six days. It depends. Um, first email goes out two hours after an abandoned cart. You want to hit. The idea is not to be creepy and not to be too intrusive, but to still potentially hit them with an email before they've left their computer.
0: Strike while the iron is hot.
1: Exactly. Um, And this email is always, always customer support centered. It's just being helpful. It's all about, because most of these customers who place an item in their their cart, didn't abandon necessarily because they didn't want to buy. They abandoned maybe because they got distracted. Maybe, I don't know, someone got home and they just forgot that they were in the middle of placing an order. So the idea of this first email is just to remind them also at the same time you're reminding them but you're also discovering if they had an issue if they had a question you can discover some really interesting information about your cart by just asking the customer if if maybe they weren't able to put their order through so that's email number one very it's very it gets a lot of answers a lot of customers think that someone sat down and wrote that email specifically for them, and they really appreciate it.
0: So, this sounds like it would be a very, a more plain text. The first email would be very yep. plain text. It is 100%. Okay. This is, it's interesting that we we separately discovered and came about the same approach. So, what I was doing was after four hours, so I like, you know, pretty similar, and I thought, strike while the iron is hot, I would send them an email, um, even if this was just the basic Shopify Carter Bannerman email where they only send one, or if it's in, you know, something fancier like Clavio. Or conversio. Um, I would send them off an email that's just, it's plain text and says, Hey, I'm the owner of whatever. And I saw you abandon your cart. Just wanted to make sure, uh, you didn't have any issues or if you had any questions, you know, just hit reply. Let me know how I can help. And it was just a way to find, like, did they have a customer service issue? Can we be proactive? Can we be, can we find objections? But ultimately, most of the time, you know, they got distracted. They forgot. Or they just said, yeah, I'm not quite comfortable yet. But getting that personal touch email where it's proactive on customer service, that's really, that's very positive. That's going to help increase trust. Okay, cool. <laughs> we, we came up with the same thing separately. I like it. Yeah. Um, One
1: little thing I like to do with that email is it's plain text, but I like to add a headshot in the signature just uh, to give it even more of an element of real human interaction.
0: That's a good idea. I like it. Uh, okay, <laughs> next so, so number two,
1: number two, uh, definitely want to show the cart content. So at that point, it probably goes out about a day later. You want to show the content to get them excited about the products they were looking at. Um, I sometimes you can uh, you can include a discount already in that second email. I try to keep it for the third, fourth. It depends on the brand. It depends on how much they want to send out this discount codes or not. Um, but that's an option.
0: I like it. Okay. Yeah, typically my and second then, one, I just go, "Oh, uh, good things come to those who wait." Here's ten percent off your purchase, <laughs> and here's your cart, something like that. <laughs> after yeah. twenty four hours. Yes, okay.
1: and then the next one can go out after forty eight, and then that's when you start want to really start pushing, putting some a discount code in. Um, definitely have an element of scarcity, saying, "Well, it's gonna we we can't keep these these items forever." Maybe make it fun. Definitely, for example, with the ink gaming, they have a lot of fun art on their store that we can reuse. So we, we do that. We just make it entertaining, and I find that making it emails fun, entertaining, definitely
0: have higher return. Yeah, why not make it fun? It doesn't have like everything doesn't have to be super professional and serious. A great example of this exactly. that I always point to: super successful store, a Shopify store, uh, Violent Little Machine Shop, ViolentLittle.com. And all of their descriptions are like it's all gallows humor, they're swearing, same with like their emails. he talks about like writing them drunk, and the store does phenomenally well. I mean it's just such a great business because it, their their audience likes that. It is authentic and engaging, and it's rough and tumble, and it works for them. so like be fun be yourself. I think that have an authentic voice yeah. that helps a lot
1: yeah and if you if you can afford to be fun, maybe. You can you can say someone's going to run off with their your cart content, or just just come up with some entertaining way excuses for being in the in their inbox. All
0: right, so the um, the third segmentation then is the post purchase sale. So we finally we went through these two. Yes. In theory, people have gotten these two email sequences that got them to purchase. They've gotten a lot of emails. They're really building a relationship here. But the really successful stores don't just stop there, right? If you want to, once you've at this point, we have optimized the top of our funnel, we have validated our business, but how do we extend customer lifetime value both ways? And I'm sure you have ideas.
1: Oh, yes. There's so much that you can do with post-purchase emails. So one first tip I want to point out, especially for Shopify Plus stores, is sending your order confirmation through Klaviyo. This, just heads up, it isn't just a one-click Setup. It's a little complicated because you have to deal with Klaviyo's tags and put the, put the email together, but it, ena- it enables you to include a product feed and the product feed is huge. It's going to show the specific products that that customer has highest chances of wanting. And I like to do that in the order confirmation because order confirmation emails have the highest open rates. They have about 70% open rate on average. So if you can show more products in that email, I typically, actually for Beard Beardbrand, the order confirmation email is converting at 0.8%, 0.9%. Um, that's sending to every single customer. It's a little bit counterintuitive, but customers are super excited after making an order, and it's, an, it's a really good time to be actually showing them more products.
0: I... Oh my gosh, I have loved this feature in Convergio, which was formerly <laughs> called Receiptful. That's like how they started was just this one single idea in automation. Just, hey, set, show them upsell products in the mm. email receipt. I had no idea you could make this work in Clavio. I am so excited. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
1: Yes. no, it, it As I said, it is not a one-click setup, but
0: if I you ho- can figure it out. I hope someone from Klaviyo is listening to this. This needs to be added (laughs) as one of like the default suggested flows. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! All right, I will send them an email. Please (laughs) do. One of the so one of the the issues you run into here when you do this one is the shot. There's no way to turn off the order confirmation email from Shopify itself. So what do you you got to replace it with something? What do you stick in there?
1: No, no, you can with Shopify Plus.
0: Oh, okay. I you just that. have to
1: reach out to them.
0: Oh, ah, very good. And then standard yeah, it's Shopify, a sneaky. Um, in standard Shopify, what we typically do is make that one a just like a personal plain text thank you from the owner. It's like, hey, so you place an order. Thank you for your purchase. Your receipts on on its way in a second email is, is the way around it.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Cool, cool. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh um, huh. And then after that. Definitely want to send a thank you email, and those you might be surprised again, but those convert at the same rate about as the order confirmation email. Include another product feed, why not?
0: <laughs> so I love the um, the, the product feed, me so What that is in Klaviyo, like when you're they've got this drag and drop WYSIWYG editor, it's very cool, and you could drag product feed in, and it gives you like you know latest products, newest products, but most most likely to buy, you know something to that effect. Gives you a couple different feeds, um, or you can make different feeds. And the and make them yeah, yeah um, but you know the one you want is the one that people <laughs> shows them products they're most likely to buy because it's got a JavaScript widget on in your theme so it could track what you know what people actually looked at. I always suspected what it's showing them is a com- like the intersection of bestsellers and products they looked at but didn't buy.
1: Um, so the way it works, if you if you say it set it up with the weighting weighting. The way it works is it looks at what products a customer bought. So if it they bought A and B products, and another customer in the past bought A and B and C, they're going to show them C.
0: Okay, so it's based on historical purchase data from other customers. Exactly. That's very yep. clever. It is personalized recommendations, and you don't have to do anything. It does it automatically, dynamically. Super cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Super cool. Definitely a great feature. Um, so thank you emails big ones too. Uh, now, something that we do for beard brand, for example, is for every single product in the store, we have a special, we have a, a particular email that goes out. So let's say someone buys beard oil. We're gonna send them a, a post-purchase email that, t- that teaches them exactly how to use their beard oil. If they bought a balm, we're gonna send them an email that shows them how to use their balm. So that that's
0: taking it to another level. <laughs> So that's t- what you're doing. Uh, it's very clever. You're going to ensure you're going to help keep them excited because I'm assuming they get this like between the time they purchased and before they get the product, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay,
0: so it shows up. It helps keep that excitement going. But you're also going to preempt like you already know what customers' objections are, issues. It's going to preempt those things. Um, and really radically increase customer satisfaction because they, by, when that product shows up, they already know, hey, this is how I buy, this is how I apply beard oil. Like if you know, the first time I bought beard oil, it showed up and then it occurred to me, wait a second, I don't know how you actually <laughs> apply this, this? <laughs> or how much. So I had to go find a video that explained it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you know that your customers are going to be wondering, oh, okay, well, what do I do with this when when I receive it? Send them the email with ex- instructions. Very, very helpful. And it helps establish that relationship to another level again, just increasing customer lifetime value, letting them know that you care enough to, to send them all that information.
0: That's, that one, it's huge for, like, it may not seem obvious as to, like, oh, well, this is going to sell them something. No, it doesn't need to. It, this is an investment in that relationship. It's going to keep them, you're going to have happier customers, you're going to have less customer support requests, and it's going to make them more likely to buy and recommend your products
1: exactly and it's an excuse to be in their inbox again it's an excuse well before sending them another sales email you're sending them a lot of value so next time they get an email they're going to opening open it again expecting value
0: so what do i do all right so we have now set them up where we know they're going to open that next email what is the next email Mm
1: -hmm. so that's when you want to study a bit of your customer lifetime value you want to know what is the typical journey of one of your customers? Do they buy a second time after one month, after three months? What's normal? Let let's take Beard Brand for an example as an example. Typically a great customer will buy maybe every month. So what we want to do is after a month, a month after their first order, we want to be in their inbox. We want to show them, okay, well you're probably running out of the product. So here you can click this one click button and add the product again to your cart. That's one thing that we do. Oh Mm-hmm. so there's it takes a little bit of coding, but it's possible to set this up so that you show the um, you show them their past order and you have a add to cart button right next to the to the product so that all they have to do is click that button and refill
0: oh very good and there's another yeah. way to do it with um i forgot what it's called, but you can have uh, you could build a link that when clicked on sends everyone to the checkout process with a particular item or items already in their cart. So that, that is a clever idea. You have, in their case, they have a consumable good. So after we know they use it, it maybe takes 30 days to use it up. Since it's consumable, then you follow up with them. Hey, are you running low? Don't run out. Order now. Order again. Here you go. Just make it so branded, easy. Remove all the friction for them. It's clever. What else can we do?
1: um so you can send what what we do in some cases is if they didn't buy after one month well shoot them another email after three months maybe that they hadn't run out yet maybe they just needed a bit more time before buying again so send them another different email basically same same idea a little bit later um then if they really haven't purchased in a while you want to win them back and to do that you can get creative, send send win back emails that add an element of emotion, be be clever, be fun, and give them an give them a reason to come back. So maybe a discount, maybe a free product. Um those work pretty well.
0: Right. If they do win back emails. You know, let's say after it's for most brands it's gonna be like somewhere in between fifty and eighty days, where if they don't make another purchase, we can really think of them as a is a lost customer. They were a one time purchase, now they're gone. Maybe they'll be back, but maybe not. Um so what we could do is is send these win back emails where we try and before they churn out, before they totally forget about us, hey, you know, make another purchase, come back, we love you, that kind of thing. Uh Mm -hmm. all right. (laughs) So I mean all of those things like that I mean those are uh those are our three our three workflows or three pillars for email marketing automation. Really tremendous. You've absolutely opened the Komodo on this stuff. Do you have any as a someone who lives, eats, breathes Clavio, do you have any Clavio pro tips for working with the platform?
1: So I actually mentioned some of them already. So definitely using the product feed. I know you love it. It's, I love it. It's amazing. Um, some other tips that, uh, so you definitely can set up. It, it takes a little bit of coding, but there's a way of setting up your store so that a customer who clicks through from your Klaviyo email has his discount code applied automatically to the store.
0: So oh, we I like to do this.
1: It, mm-hmm. Um, again, that does take a little bit of coding. But with Shopify Plus, Shopify also, um, that's possible. And that really s- makes for a smooth process. Another thing that's possible by by tweaking the Shopify Plus cart a little bit is creating a discount code that will automatically add the free gift to the cart.
0: And that one, that one for this has got to be Shopify Plus only, right?
1: That is Shopify Plus only, yes. Yeah,
0: we did that. Um, um well there's an app that'll do it called like SecoMap Free GIFs, I think, but it's not it's not the same. It's not qu- not quite the same as the the smooth, frictionless version that you can get with a little bit of JavaScript plus Shopify scripts.
1: hmm Yeah, exactly. And actually, uh, big news, Shop uh, Klaviyo just announced that Shopify stores will be able to have custom custom coupons. Sent out through Klaviyo as of now, so that's right. really exciting. Yeah, it so used to be only for Shopify Plus.
0: Yeah, so what it would do, shop uh, Klaviyo in Shopify Plus only, could dynamically generate coupon codes. So when you send someone, like mm. you get the abandoned cart email, it goes, hey, get ten percent off order now, and then the next day you go, oh, it's gonna expire. Well, really, like you were lying essentially, because you, you know, everyone yeah. got the same coupon <laughs> code, and they can, you know, even if you limit to them to one email, and then those end up on coupon code sites. And it was like, the good outweighed the bad, but it wasn't perfect. Versus now, like if you were on Shopify Plus, Klaviyo could dynamically generate a one-time use coupon code for each individual person, which was very cool. And now we have seen, it worked well. I liked it. And now we, as of yesterday, well, as of May 16th, rather, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, we see that uh, that works on all Shopify stores using Klaviyo. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Last question we're running Go for it. we have gone long because this has been tremendously valuable uh, last question what's your favorite part about what you do <laughs>
1: um, so you might have noticed i have a bit of an accent uh, that's because i'm i'm french i'm american i grew up in belgium I'm, i've traveled a lot and so i have a lot of different experiences to pull from when whenever i start working for a new client and i love that aspect of the job i love diving into a new into these new personalities that I have to embody to be able to really write the best copy for each client. Uh, one thing I, I didn't mention, but every single time I write for one customer, I will, I have someone that I think about, for example, the, the in gaming in gaming sales, gaming accessories. I'm not a gamer. But I do have friends who are, and every time I sit down to write, I, th- I start to email, hello, Jeremy. And I really, really dive into that personality. And I think that, that's amazing. I get to learn a ton. I have learned so much about growing a beard. I really <laughs> wish I could grow a beard right now.
0: <laughs> I love so. that idea of start of, you know, I, uh, when I was trying to unlearn like the awful academic business pros that had been beaten into me um, in school, <laughs> I, like, I had to unlearn that stuff to, to write natural sounding, authentic sounding emails. And one of, like, the, one of the early tricks that helped was picturing the one person that you're answering, right? Like, write it to a single individual and that's going to help you kind of do some code changing, some code switching and write a, write a mm-hmm. better email. I love that you're actually titling it when you write the first draft, of course, is like hey, and <laughs> that person's name. And that's going to help you keep you on track as opposed to writing those gross emails that are like, hello newsletter, you know, I you're right, I just write whatever in the world. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very good. Lisa, where can people go to learn more about you?
1: So they can go to fuelmade.com and we've actually put together a free checklist, email checklist that you can access at fuelmade.com USP for unofficial Shopify podcast. And this checklist is going to, it, it gives a lot of, of tips on how to think through every aspect of your emails before sending them out. So lots of best practices and it's just a great way to make sure that you don't forget a key element of the email before sending it. So great value. Definitely go get it. It's at fuelmade.com slash USP. Uh, I can also be reached at Lisa at fuelmade.com. If anyone has any question. No. All
0: right. I will include, uh, I won't include your email address in the show notes because I don't want you to get spammed to death. Um, But I will include Mm -hmm. the link to fuelmade.com slash USP. Download the checklist. I'm sure it is greatly valuable. You're talking to a ClaviO pro here. Um, so, what was I going to say? Lisa, thank you so much for doing this. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, it. Kurt. This was great. I have learned a lot. And to our listeners, thanks for your time and attention, your wonderful reviews on iTunes, your kind words, et cetera. And however you found this, find out more about it and get those show notes at unofficialshopifypodcast.com. And if you don't want to miss another episode, you want to be notified, sign up for my newsletter, KurtElster.com, shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can apply at EtherCycle.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week.
1: Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC.